This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Date Night China explores life and love for better relationships in China. Every week, we hear from different guests and dive into dating, relationships, mental health, and how both expats and Chinese people connect with each other here in China. Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events in Beijing and Shanghai, and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account. Find our account on WeChat by searching Date Night China. No spaces, no capital letters. You can also join our WeChat group by adding Rachel, me, on WeChat. You can search Rachel Weiss twenty two, R A C H E L W E I S S twenty two. And now for this week's episode. So welcome back to another episode. We're nearly at the end of season three, and what an eventful season it's been! It's been our longest-running season so far. We've thirty-one episodes in. Well, that's not actually true because well, this, this will 30, be thirty-two, and then we've got one more. And we've more. got one more. So yeah. so far thirty-one. Yeah, but that's it, misleading. <laughs> we so straight away there's excitement there for the listener because they thought oh. Thirty-one, and then we're like, "No, it's not you, <laughs> dummies." Think again. Think again. There's two more. Um, I'm excited. This episode, it's just Nathan and I, and we're going to be taking a look back at a few of our favorite episodes from the season.、Uh, but mostly, it's going to be sharing some behind the scenes, some of our favorite memories and moments. There's a lot of things that happen with the planning, off recording for these podcast episodes, and a lot that happen after we record. And I think we just want to share more about those things, what we've really enjoyed from this season of the podcast. Yeah. So this is our recap episode, but we'll have another episode coming your way. After this one, we'll be taking questions from our audience, from you, the listener, and you can ask us anything about the podcast, Day Night China, our relationship,、Ooh. or life in China in general.、Uh, so、uh, we'll let you know how you can send them to Day Night China socials or our WeChat directly. Yeah, basically, just send us a DM, or if、yeah. you have a question you want to send directly to us, if you're friends with us on WeChat, you can do that. I wonder if other podcast hosts are like this, like intimately connected. Well, intimately <laughs> connected, but like there's a direct line to us. You know what I mean? It's not just like a sending. An email to like query at date night、yeah. China. Like no people. We're accessible actual, to the people. We've got people can just like messages and like yo, <laughs> yo, talk to us. So,、uh, well, how are we gonna do this? We're gonna do this.、Uh, y- you're gonna give us a favorite, and、uh, I'll give a favorite, and we'll play a clip from each episode, which should entice you to go back and listen. Yes. So I will start first, or do you want to start first?、Uh, no, you can start. Okay. So one of my first favorite ones is the episode two, Chinese women and the stigma of being single. Do you want to play the clip first? Yeah, let's play the clip. So I know、uh, "xiang nu" was like a really popular phrase for leftover women, and it was talking about you know women who are like maybe older than twenty seven, twenty eight, who are you know educated but unmarried, and this pressure that they are the leftover women. Do you think that phrase is still being used now, or has it changed? The reason why the term exists is kind of like f- slowly faded away because it doesn't really start a. Harsh conversation anymore. That's why articles, media's are slowly giving up on this term because this simply doesn't get any single lady mad because they they would love to become a shonu if they're well educated. So what what's what's what? It doesn't really matter. 
Yeah, I think yeah. I read somewhere that actually some women are using it as a more of a positive, empowering thing. Like, yeah, I'm a single lady who can take care of myself, you know, almost like a, I don't need a man, you know? Yes, yes. Interesting. Definitely. Yeah. So I think I really liked this episode just because the origin of it, we were talking about wanting more diverse stories, diverse people for this episode. We've done a lot around expats, and this was one we really tried to focus on Chinese voices, especially from the female perspective. And it came about because we were at a friend's birthday at Great Leap in San Latoon. And I just was thinking about this episode and I was just um, reading a lot about it, but I was like, I want to come talk to some girls here and actually ask them their perspective. There were a lot of, you know, well-educated um, Chinese women at this party at Great Leap. And so I just started going around at this party and asking some of them, you know, in a very like natural conversation, but they got so invested excited. and so excited. About I think it. they, they were like, so excited that somebody was asking them a question about it, especially from the foreign perspective, like they, they wanted to hear what was going on. And so it ended up being um, the three girls who came and joined us for the episode. And it was really cool to hear them get so excited really into it. Yeah. And I think, you know, and that was great for us because we've done like ensemble episodes before where, where we've invited quite a few people to the podcast and, and that can be hit and miss, you know, like, and, and we know which ones we were, ver <laughs> we were very excited about and then turned out to be not so great. And some, uh, that turned out just to be phenomenal. It's a difficult thing to one, bring three people together as yeah. well, plus us and have it be well balanced and not yeah. overpowering or somebody gets lost or keeping it a really good, and it was, interesting episode. And it was a good start to season three because we wanted to shape it again. And that's been another, I mean, that's, I mean, I think I'm going to come back to this point every, you know, nearly on every point that I've got is that every season we've tried to do something different. I mean, episode one, uh, season one is completely different to uh, oh, yeah. where we are now. However, there's a few episodes that we'll talk about that are, you know, um, oh, gee. that are very similar to that, or it's got that same energy and feel. So that's been really nice to like reconnect to as like as, as roots yeah, um, our raw drunken but, but it has, roots. It has <laughs> evolved, and 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 we wanted it to change, and yeah, we wanted to it this would, season right? to be to be a little bit more in depth, yet have bring some of that fun and and energy from season one back in, and I think we've done that. Yeah, yeah. I think I also liked after this episode those girls hung out a lot. They were so, it was so fun. They actually formed a friendship from coming on the podcast together and yeah. I would see photos of them hanging out and they were just like, oh, it was so nice for us to bond and meet each other. Some like-minded people with similar backgrounds going through similar experiences to talk with each other about it. So it was just cool how they connected through the podcast and yeah. became friends. And we've only started doing that towards the end of this season. We we released it for the one we've got, uh, the uh, Comedians of Beijing. Donnie Fan and Kay Gambit. And we released like a bonus episode after we stopped recording. We, we, well. Oh, so you're, oh, you're talking about bonus episodes now. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying that like, you know, um, every episode, generally people stay and we'll chat more and we'll get a little bit in depth and, and yeah. we're a little bit more relaxed. And, oh, and we people, had more drinks with the girls too. Like they stayed for hours after well, the episode. Because then by that time, people are used to like the, the, the microphone in the face as well, you know, yeah. and, and, but it's only till recently that we've, we've said, you know, let's just, press record again and and just do a little yeah, snippet we should have done that from the beginning <laughs> yeah yeah but now we can bring that into season four a lot four, of the really like juicier in-depth things actually come out is after we stop recording yeah and it's not necessarily like it's not it's like oh now we've stopped recording no, i'll tell you this it's just i'm a pretty sure people conversation i think you, yeah the longer you spend time with people the more you open up and feel comfortable you get into deeper ways like uh -huh. yeah so that was mine 
first one. What's, oh, right. What's yeah, yours? Yeah. Okay, right. Oh, that was... Uh, but yeah, uh, so that was episode two. So um, go back and listen. We're going to tell you to go back and listen to all of these, but that was episode two. So mine... Um, oh, this was one of my favorites. Uh, and also, these are in only numerical order for me. Um, I have not... It's fine. Yeah, these are just my top three, and I love them equally. Um, but that, this, yeah, I think that should go without saying we're not trying to play favorites with any of our guests. We're so thankful for everybody who came on the podcast. Yeah. We're just kind of diving into yeah. some special moments. Okay, this one. Episode six, catfishing and online dating scams. Ooh. So let's have a listen to this clip. Okay, so this one is like way more intense. This is like borderline. Well, this is fraud, isn't it? Yeah, basically. I it mean, sounds like the Tinder swindler. Yeah, it does. It does. I, I think it very much is that emotional connection thing first to try to create a bond with somebody and lure them into that sense of comfort and vulnerability and opening up and then trying to ask for the money. Like, you know, it'd be great to actually see if we could message her and see a photo of this, the person that was catfishing her or the, the profile. I, the don't know if, I don't know if she even got one. Oh my word. But six months as well, I know. you know, and those, what, like, what did you say to two Two times a day, an hour long chat, yes. being so concerned right. about her personal health and everything. And, and planning a future, talking about work and life. And, and it's nuts. Yeah. And eventually the money thing after like all that groundwork. Yeah. The reason why I picked this one is because this season we wanted to do more interviews and have more of a connection to our listener base and, and just bring our community alive a little bit. So we've released more video this year and people have really opened up um, and just been really honest and, and, and very candid on camera. And then we've taken that audio and then we've helped, that's helped shape a lot of like podcast episodes. That was a big goal for the season. Let's get several people into one episode. I think a lot of times we've done a lot of one-on-one. Well, I would urge people to go back and listen to that episode, but it's just stuff that you can't, eat. like we can't bring it to life. People write in stories and we're just retelling them. But when you've got that personality and that lived experience of, I was on this date and this person showed up and they didn't look like this. So they, they showed up at my um, apartment and they wanted to cook pasta or they wanted to come back and just drink Jack from the bottle and, and sort of like not pay for anything <laughs> or whatever. Some stupid stories. Yeah. You know, it's just really just gratifying to just have them come from the uh, people, the people, the yeah. people that have lived it. You yeah, know? I really enjoyed that as well. Like making that a focus to put lots of different diverse voices that we can't tell their stories the same way that they can. So and, I thought that was really cool. And also like for a place that is um, a little bit misunderstood, I feel at times, um, these episodes where we've had real, you know, people come on. Um, it's been a great snapshot and a timestamp of this is life in China now, it's unfiltered and it's brutally honest. And I think for a lot of the criticism that, that China gets, you know, for representations of what life is like, I think these are just wonderful examples of this is what it is actually like, you know, with this under the umbrella of dating and relationships. Mm -hmm. And I just think I'm really proud that we've done that this year and we've had quite a, a it's been very diverse as well. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think we've talked about this a lot saying this is, it really is a timestamp. It is looking yeah. back. Cause I mean, we wanted, we, to, we wanted to do that with season two, but we just didn't, I don't think we hit it as, I mean, as we well were, as we did a it. shorter season then too. I think yeah. we were very limited in, in the scope of what we could do. So this year, I think we really expanded to talk to even more people from different backgrounds, different countries, different places. Um, 
to get a more diverse perspective of China in 2022 from the dating yeah. and relationship viewpoint. Okay, so you're up next. What's your Ooh, second pick? Okay, so my second one is Confessions of a Fuckboy in oh, Beijing. Great episode. Wow, okay, take a listen. Okay, and you are single. a self-professed fuckboy. Yes. So can you yeah, tell us, yeah, yeah a, bit of, a little bit about that? Because some people also may not know what a fuckboy is. We think most people probably do by now, but like maybe like most people have probably met a fuckboy. Yes. Yeah. So why don't we get into that? Like, and uh, what does that kind of mean? And why do you say that? So um, I never ever thought of myself as a fuckboy, um, but a lot of my friends back home would always be like, "You're such a fuckboy, Martin. You're such a fuckboy." And then I came here, and my first roommate here was like, "Wow, I've never met someone who's as much of a fuckboy as you." Um, and to me, like, <clears throat> I think I fit it because, like, I have such a fear of, like, commitment in relationships that, like, I, I never get there. Um, and I'll, like, I'll do everything in the lead up to being in a relationship and, like, showing somebody that I'm ready to commit. But then when it comes time to commit, I'm like, oh, whoops, I've got laundry to do. I'll see you later. Like, I've got, I've got socks to match. Sorry. Um, and I think I fit in it there. I've got, I think I've gotten a lot better since being in China, um, actually. And I put it down to my roommate. Like, she's like, she loves to talk about like feelings and stuff. And I hate it. Like, I those because I'm like a big football. Like, I don't talk about what I feel. But she'd like sit me down and be like, how do you feel about this boy? Blah, 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 blah. And I think I'm getting better. Um, I think I still have fuckbuck tendencies, but. Okay, so this was a highly engaging episode. And a little bit like controversial after we shared it, actually. I mean, when you hear the title, it is a little clickbaity, to be honest. But we've talked through it with Martin. We approved it through him. He was so comfortable calling himself the fuckboy first. That's what sparked it, saying, let's call this episode that. Because he just owned it. And he was so comfortable saying, yeah, I, this is what I call myself. And it once people started clicking on it and talking about it in our groups, it just like yeah, big went up in flames. Yeah. yeah. People loved to get and dissect Martin's dating life. Like they were so in it. Like, Ooh, what do you think about him doing this to other people? Is this fair? Is this right? Oh, but he's self-reflecting. What does this mean? They were analyzing it so much and really debating it in these WeChat groups. And mm. I, I think that was a really interesting way to look at it. Cause sometimes, you know, people will read our stuff or look at it, but it doesn't spark that same level of, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so invested. Of discussion. I'm going to dive yeah. in. Of course, when yeah. somebody's like further along a certain spectrum, though, like Martin is very self-professed fuckboy. That is a very... And self-aware, you know. And, yeah. and also, he's, if you listen to the episode, despite the, the shallow sort of like um, uh, the first glance, you think, oh, this is, this is going to be a shallow episode. Yes. Actually, it was quite in-depth. And, and that's he, what we hope people... Apart. We told people in the yeah. group chat that because some people were like, oh, fuck boy, but they didn't actually listen to it. And that's what we encourage people, listen to it because he actually talks about his journey and about how he's reflected and tried to change and how he's and like... why he's been a certain way in, yeah. in relationships or with dating. Yeah, and he's still saying, though, I'm not a perfect person. I'm still... There's things I'm working on as a person. And mm. actually, Martin came back, you know, for another episode later the singles day episode yeah. and we sat down and started talking to him about these things before we recorded and i liked it martin was just like oh that's so interesting he was just like that's great like let people talk about it but he's not affected by what other people say about him either he was like oh yeah. you know water off a duck's back yeah but um it was just 
what was great about it as well, it just, again, this was an episode that just captured some of that really fun energy from season one when it was just me, you and Eleanor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it really just, you know, having Martin round, it was like having a, well, he is a friend, but it was just three friends just chatting so and fun. really getting into it and yeah. just having a really good time. You know, I, I think the time flew that night. Oh, 100%. Doing that. Yeah. And it was just yeah, it was just a raucous episode. I it loved was, it. It was really fun. And also, I he was just so honest. I think some people come on a podcast yeah. um, and they have great stories. You know, like I said, we really appreciated all our guests sharing their stories and perspectives. But for somebody to like bear some shameful things or he maybe not shameful, but he was talking about things from his past that he regrets or how he's handled things and people. And I think that takes so much courage to share openly where like a lot of people might say, oh, I'm going to brush it over and share things that make me look good. Mm-hmm. I want to be the good guy in the story. So I'm going to share it from my viewpoint. We all do that. We're human. But I liked that Martin was not unafraid to say, you know what? I was the bad guy in the situation or I did this. I'm not saying it's good, but this is what I did. Like he really owned up to things and that was really brave. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. You ready for my second pick? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is from episode 15, Tinder fails and fat phobia in China. And we had Sam from tops to bottoms. Uh, and that's uh, a podcast that is just Fantastic. I would recommend that you listen to it. But first, let's listen to the clip before we get into the episode. Some of the things that people have said to me on Tinder, I would never say to anyone ever. I had one man match with me on Tinder who told me explicitly his biggest dream in life was to come in every girl he meets. Fuck. No. I swear to you. No. And I was like, hmm, okay, I don't think we quite match on that one there, big guy. Yeah. And then um, the next morning, he'd unmatched Kel Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> the audacity. Yeah. Honestly, the what? fucking audacity of these people. <laughs> that's, that's, a weird defini- that's a weird interpretation of a bucket list. It was a very funny episode, uh, but Celsia talked about her experience uh, with fat phobia and um, being fetishized about one, you know, being uh, fat and then also being uh, a foreigner. And like those were like two tick boxes uh, that uh, she's experienced. People just outright saying, oh, I've always wanted to fuck a foreigner. And this idea of like, you know, you know, you're seen as good enough to fuck, but not to date. And, and you know, her experiences with that and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and dealing with, with that like instability and all like dealing with shitty people. Yeah. I liked, you know, we've always talked about with date night China, how dating is a scale of emotions. It's a spectrum. It's, it's the light, it's the heavy, it's like the, the good, the bad, the ups and the downs. And I think with her episode, what made it so fun was it, it was very funny, but it also got real deep and real, like just real. And I think she does such a great job with that. Like talking to her is so much fun. And you feel like you're having just like a real honest conversation with somebody. Yeah, we did want to get Sam back on this season, but it's just with the certain. Uh, yeah, it's been an interesting <laughs> issues year. in China. We've <laughs> just it's just been difficult to schedule. So hopefully we'll see Sam back for season four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the meantime, definitely check out their podcast. Like, yeah. like Nathan mentioned, from tops to bottoms, really good. Okay, so your t- so this is your third third <gasps> okay, one. Okay, so my third one. Um, was episode 25, Why is Dating in China So Hard with Rachel George, a therapist here in Beijing. 
swiping outside of your norm. Um, I ran, this is probably not good for me to say, but I won't disclose the name of my friends, but I ran four of my friends' Tinder accounts for like four months and I would get to them to the point. Yeah. No, I saw, no. Yeah. Oh, man, I am killer. I am killer, man. I am so good. So I would get them to the point where it was like time for them to like, you know, be, get off the app and be on WeChat. And then I would give them a rundown, of course, of what we talked about, what the vibe was, what I thought. And then there you go. And I will say I've been very successful. And let me tell you why. It's because I was swiping outside of their norm. It was people that they would have never swiped on. And I was just like, mm, you know what? Like, he looks kind of funny or she looks kind of, you know, kind of cheeky. Yep, yep, we're doing this. So I really enjoy this episode, first of all, because Rachel George is a fantastic person who's really actively involved in the Beijing community. We've worked with her on events before. If you've listened to that episode, you know all of that background with us with her. I just think she's a phenomenal person who speaks very well about things and is so thoughtful and actually gets the community in China. Um, and I thought it was so good pairing her with this question because we get this question all the time in all of our interviews and all of our things on recordings, off recordings, people are just talking about how terrible it can be dating here, how difficult it is, especially since COVID started. Everybody's struggling with these things. Everybody can relate to the the hardship that kind of comes along with it and the challenges of trying to be single, navigating this COVID world, right? Mm. And I think she just handled it so well. And it's not solving the problem. It's not saying, okay, listen to this and it'll be all better. But I think she did such a great job outlining points for you to self-reflect and think about for yourself. And it doesn't mean it's going to get easier all at once or anything like that, but it's just having you look at your own expectations, priorities, your own energy and boundaries, like good things that I think anybody can look yeah. at and think about. But yeah. what was funny about this episode is that there was also like pushback from somebody in a group about it, which made me laugh a little because they were like, I don't know about this thing about expectations and boundaries. Like and this, is, this and is a very Western way to look at dating. Um, but a lot of people in the group chat and other group chats, like it doesn't matter what nationality we had Chinese folks, other people like all around saying, no, this is really thoughtful and good. And any person from any culture or, or country is going to be thinking about their personal boundaries or personal expectations. It was just funny that they were like, nope. And that person wasn't even like Chinese. They were Western. So I don't know. It was just funny to hear that engagement yeah well you know that's the the, the joy and the the headache of of having so many group chats <laughs> and having like a platform for oh. people to to talk things yes we want that engagement and it was fine you know but some uh you know sometimes opinions can be heated and you know and discussions can get you know mm. out of hand a little bit and uh i didn't think this one got too out of hand no no, actually. no. it was just really interesting it was pretty mild i think what he I've was learned... very adamant he was very um yes. Uh, yes. Uh, set very on his you know yeah, yeah. which is you know okay like like fine. you said people can have their opinions and their thoughts to express them i think what we've learned also from having these wechat groups where people can open up and share things is is people with dating even hold these values and their worldview so close to themselves that they will get, you know, quite inflamed when talking about beliefs, cultural backgrounds, how you date, how you treat somebody and humor. Like yeah. that has been what's so offensive, interesting. Yeah. yeah. People have very different levels and it kind of shows you, Oh, this is why it is hard. Just mm. humans to connect on a certain level with not even dating involved. You're bringing everything two different people with all of these different things together. So, yeah, it's just been interesting to see that. But I think she did that. She answered it very well and in a very yeah. thoughtful way. And that also was um, uh, we had Rachel on for two episodes because we had such good content when we were 
recording it, we thought we need to split this up into two. So again, I would go back and listen to those episodes. Uh, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can have uh, Rachel George on again for season four. Okay, this is my my last one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so episode 21, male friendships, loneliness and vulnerability. So let's listen to the clip. Well, I mean, well, there was one point where I used to date this girl at college, not university, but high school. She used to say that to me a lot. She was like, man up, you know, man up. It was so annoying because I was like, what do you mean? Because I was just being myself and I wanted to kind of tell her things. Even the day I broke up with her, I was trying to find the nicest way possible to tell her without hurting her. And she was like, ah, oh, man up and do it. And then that, that kind of upset me. And then I just said it, right? But I was trying to be like <laughs> nice, as, as nice as possible to tell her that this is not working for me, right? And because I don't know what she wanted. And to be honest with you, I think the boys don't cry thing with me. I think I haven't had anyone to answer your question, Hayden, instruct me directly, like don't cry, but it's just been sort of implied. I mean, I went to boarding school and Crying, you could cry alone, but around the boys, it kind of needed to be masculine because it's a savage environment in there. It's almost like prison, to be honest with you, because it was an all boys school and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's lethal. So it kind of, you see that very concept in there. Like you need to be, you need to be basically the lion in, in the jungle because if you show any weakness, they'll just walk all mm. over you. Okay, so for that episode, we had Valentine and Hayden on, two good friends of Date Night China and to us personally. And it was just, it was really great. I feel, I feel like we really got it right this time. Because how many male episodes, have, like all male episodes, or like focusing on like the male experience have we had? It was just... I think you did one in season one and one in season two. Yeah, and, and they have the merits if you go back and find those. I don't know what they are. Uh, what episode number they are. Um, but this season, I just, I'm really proud of, of the, the things that we talked about um, because, you know, we talked about the idea of manning, manning up, bullying, toughness, and, and what it means to show aggression or even just like process aggression as a man. And then also, how do you process your mental health and what does that mean for dating? You know, like Valentine told this story about how he was trying to break up with somebody and and, and he was trying to be sensitive and thoughtful about it because he, he really cared about, you know, the breakup. Uh, and this girl was like, you know, just man up or, you know, like, uh, just, you know, have the balls to tell me this and stuff like that. And and that really stayed with him. And it's like, I get it. You know, like it's uh, it's hard when it's, a little bit undefined about what it means to be a man. And Valentine's uh, got this uh, wonderful podcast, you know, Men Are Human too. Mm -hmm. How do you feel though? Like, I think also this year, because of, you know, with that episode, we also mentioned the men events and men groups and things in Beijing. Like, how do you feel, Nathan, as a, as a guy being involved in these things, um, doing this episode? Has it made you reflect or think about things? Um, I think it's great that, you know, we're seeing more in Beijing. There's more space for, for men to reflect. You know, I've, I've been on a bit of a journey this year trying to explore different support groups and reflect on my mental health, but also what it means to be part of a community and realizing what I can give and what I can't give uh, when it comes to, like, group support and, 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 and how I need to take care of myself, you know. Um, but I think what Valentine's doing... Uh, is really fantastic. And I think it's, um, 
it's you know you look at how it's grown and and, and you know and just like the kudos to him for for doing this on his own terms and you know seeing what was out there and thinking well you know i think i can do this differently you know i i think i've got something to say and i think i want to create a space and he's done just that and you know he's you know i think you know when i speak to him about it i think he's very happy with with where he is with it he's a very modest guy as well very humble he is but he's got such a passion for it i think he's the perfect person to spearhead something like this especially in beijing because especially as a community leader i think you see you have to have like a culmination of many different things and you got to have the passion and energy for it and the mm. voice like and he also has the ability to he's got this like quiet leadership energy that it makes you feel comfortable to talk around him, I think. I, yeah. I don't know. I just think he's really wonderful. He has so many yeah. great it was qualities. A, and, and also, and, and that being said, there are other brands uh, out there. You know, other things are out there for men's mental health. It's not just Valentine's. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, yeah. we have listeners not just even in Beijing. So this is one example. Like, you might have your own thing in different cities, different yeah. whatever. But, I mean, what, what was great about it was just talking about this issue and from a male perspective. And... Wherever you sign up to, if it's a male support group or it's something online that you find, you know, peaceful or, or catching up with friends, I think it's good for men to have a space where it's not just about, say, like, you know, going out and getting fucked and, and, and sort of like, you know, doing the things or thinking in a way that is designed so that men can't open up which is, you know, we find it easier, you know, just go out and like we might shoot some pool and not really talk about stuff. Um but, you know, these areas, these arenas and uh, platforms um, and communities that help guys talk about these things are really important anywhere you are, you know. And uh, it's been nice to explore that or see that flourish in Beijing in various forms, not just Valentine's. Um, yeah, it's like even Helena, other things. Helena yeah. doing the men's dinners and us partnering her with a bit of that. But like Helena is so passionate yeah. about that and creating that space. Uh, many other groups are doing these kind of things. It's great. People are yeah. focusing and talking about this for men more. Yeah. Yeah. That's it for our top six. Now we're just going to recap on some other moments that are special to <laughs> us. So formal. Yeah. Um, oh, this, this is my DJ voice. I know. You put, you put it on your podcast voice. Hi. It's so Welcome funny. Day Night China. Uh, yeah, like we mentioned, those were some of the just fun moments and memories that we really enjoyed from those episodes. But there have been so many. Like, I think we have talked to so many great people. Yeah. One of my other favorite moments was recently with the comedians. Oh, um, my God. Kay such a good episode. And Donnie. I, I think you you randomly stumbled, on, stumbled onto that part about werewolf erotica with him. Like, you just randomly brought that up. It wasn't part of the script or anything. We didn't know. It was like unraveling on air that they did werewolf erotica in china yeah. and we were just both well, sitting there like the market is it was just it was funny yeah. so and and the bonus episode is uh donnie reading some of his uh, werewolf well, erotica. k reads it first yeah okay well, okay reads it yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. donnie wrote it and k k read it but yeah it was just a that was just a wild episode <laughs> it was fun because was not really fun. not even knowing that was going to come out for the night i think sometimes we do try to plan out episodes you know the way well, we you try to we have a structure and then it's it's so fun when those golden things pop out i think even though like say like martin and sam those episodes were really fun and vibrant and you know like, like i've said earlier it's just it just captured that season 1 yeah energy that episode with the comedians donnie and kay that was the most wild 
you know, and just I think the, it's most, the most unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. But they've all been really funny. Um, we've also just had some really sweet moments from coming from the podcast. Um, just like the episode with the couple who got married at the British consulate. Yeah. That, where we get to go. Yeah. If you've not listened to that episode, we got invited to a, a, a wedding in Beijing. Yeah. Because it just came about from a WeChat group. We saw this couple needed a, some people to come and be their witnesses. They didn't know other people in Beijing. They were traveling here. Uh, we had a friend forward that to us and we were like, yo, this could be so cool to help them, of course, but also like what a great story and, and connection to reach out to them and have them on the podcast afterwards. So it was it was really nice. And then we ended up staying in touch with them. I think they're moving to Beijing soon. They actually, weren't they going to move? They in might be here November? already. Yeah. Yeah, we might not heard from oh, like maybe they've moved and they just don't want to get in touch. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we just need to lay low for a little while. Uh, actually, actually, no, it should have been delayed, I guess, because of like I mean, the, the recent COVID. We're in a soft lockdown again in Beijing, so yeah, don't call it a lockdown. Don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, call yeah. it a lockdown. Yeah, so who knows? Yeah, but that was really sweet. I think that's a really special thing from the podcast is the special relationships we get to meet and, and connect with people that we usually hadn't, you wouldn't find in your circle here. Um, so that's been really nice. Uh, have there been any other things for you? Um, I, you know, I think for me, again, we branched out and we did video this year. And so how we do that is we've invited, we've not got a big studio space. I think our operation seems a little bit bigger than it is. It's just me and you. But the videos, like I set up, like, I move everything from the kitchen. I set up a green screen and lights and we just invite people around. And, you know, there's not enough room for everybody to fit in. They have, have to sit in the living room or they just need to stand around and wait for somebody to finish them. Okay. Next person. We're going to ask you a little. It questions. was more fun when everybody stands around and waits. Cause we're all looking Watching, at this one yeah. person. Yeah. And, 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 but by then, and while people are waiting, they're getting steadily drunk. So by the time that they're uh, ready on to camera. be on camera, you know, so sometimes people have been, uh, a little bit, a uh, little bit drunk. Yes. And that's been coherent though. Coherent. <laughs> and, and saying things they want to say. Exactly. Uh, uh, but that, that's been really fun this year, just to like connect more with the community and actually involve people in what we do. Um, and, and, and that's been really nice as well. I think it's strengthened our, um, you know, relationships with people and it's just made the whole process more worthwhile, I think, you know? Yeah, I think also in 2021, we did a lot of events here in Beijing and that was a really great way to connect uh, with people yeah, offline. Yeah, that's how we did it then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this year, I think we we shifted and we did more with the podcast and with videos and that was our kind of connection face-to-face -face with a lot of people to yeah. have them come in, share stories, do that kind of thing. So it just was a little bit of a shift from previous ways that we've done Day Night China in the past, but still keeping that kind of fun, raw, like, connection with with um the audience and with our friends even so wrapping up the episode I've, rachel have you got any exciting and interesting facts and stats <laughs> yeah yes i mean so everybody knows about the spotify wrapped that's always fun as a as a podcast creator you'll get your own wrapped for your episodes and your end of year kind of wrap up um, and it was just fun to hear that we've created 1402 minutes of new content this year that's incredible. How many hours is that? 1,402. Work it out and... Uh, <laughs> right and into right us. Right into us. I mean, it's That's like 20, least, 23 hours, right? I was right? going to say, it's at least seven. It's like a <laughs> good call, um, which is pretty cool. And it was telling us that your podcast was in the top 10% most shared globally. Believe that or not, listeners, we were know, in shock as well. I don't well. know how this works. Obviously... <laughs> 
Spotify. I think that there's a lot of people making podcasts nowadays. <laughs> Everybody's got a podcast. So I, I think, you know, there's a pretty large distribution of people out there making them. So I don't think... But I still think that, you know, and that makes it more incredible that we're in the top... I guess so. Percentile. I guess so. I think a lot of people have personal podcasts that maybe don't... I mean, you think of... I don't know. We could get on a tangent about podcasts in general. I'm a big podcast listener I'm, now. I'm taking this for the win. You know what I mean? I'm not <laughs> Me looking, too. I don't want to scrutinize the data too much. I just want to accept this. You know, it These, is, these yes. are good things. Okay. So our listeners' podcast personality is... See if this fits with you, listener. Uh, your fans are audio time travelers. They seek out podcasts that are new to them, regardless of whether they're new to the rest of the world. So there you go. Might be a time traveler. Yeah, which is great because that shows that people are interested <laughs> which in... Which is great. Well, it is because it's, you know, people are interested in... I think that reflects that people are interested in life in China and what it is like to date and build yeah. relationships. And it's not so much like... It doesn't matter that it might have been published last year or, or there might be a few months behind. You know, it's been re that's been nice. Yeah, I think it also just speaks more to like maybe people who don't listen to podcasts as much. But if they see something they're interested in, they might click and link listen to it, even if they're not an avid podcast listener. Um, and also the podcast was heard in 42 countries. Our top five were, can you guess? Uh, let's see. Um, Germany. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, like, that's just Dave. That's just Dave. That's like my best friend, Dave. Shout and, out, Dave. And no, that's amazing, actually. God, I mean, I've seen he's, him this he's Christmas. He's pulling Germany in. Yeah, I need to I need to get him a special Christmas present this year because like... Get him a date night time a shirt. He's actually been very consistent. Top fan. He's yeah. Been, every time I speak to him, he's like, oh, I'm a few episodes behind. but And he saves he saves my episodes, our episodes, um, for when he's doing housework. Or that's he's like, so... He's like, He's working wow. on like plastering or something. What a true friend. I know, right? Because <laughs> yeah. honestly, like people, it must be different for people outside China when you're like, okay, China. But that's a true friend listening to this. Yeah, because I don't know, like, I don't know. You know, if, if people don't know us, then we're just podcast hosts and people like us and, and they just subscribe to the content. And, and us, like, you know, I've got favorite podcast hosts that I listen to. Um but for a friend to listen, it's, it seems like a bigger deal. You know? It does. It really does. Um, okay, so we've got Germany in there. Um, the United States is number one. UK, Hong Kong, and Australia. Wow. And the United States is probably number one because of the VPN. Well, yeah, yeah. I think any of these, honestly, you, Hong Kong especially, like mostly you need to use a VPN to listen to us if you're in China. But that's yeah. why we also have Billy Billy. If you don't know about that, we're on Billy Billy and you don't need a VPN to listen. But if you do listen to the VPN, this is what it's tracking from. So we got Chinese listeners, but it will never say from China. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's really cool to look back on the stats and kind of look at how far we've come in 2022. Like we mentioned at the beginning, this is our longest season and we've had such a big range of guests. Um, you know, everybody from entrepreneurs, therapists. We had the PhD holder, you know, Dr. Runza Ding. Mm -hmm. We've also just done, you know, teachers, media professionals, just a wide range of people from all different backgrounds and countries. And it's been nice to have that diversity over 30. Yeah, we really episodes. wanted to go because this year was a, a, a big uh, uh, loss to us because we lost Michelle, she didn't die. Um, yeah, that left. sounds so tragic. She, she, she's left she's alive. Yeah, she's alive. <laughs> um, uh, but we lost Michelle, and Michelle was such a, a big energy and driving force for all of our events. And then tw uh, coupled with that, 22 
uh, was such a hard year for doing live events because of the, yeah. the you know, the mini lockdowns. I mean, lockdowns. we had a soft lockdown in May, yeah. carried through June, kind of the summer. It was weird. Yeah. And then we finally got to have one in August, I think. And then one again in maybe September, oh, October. We had the cocktail party. The and we had, the, we had Mooney. Yeah. And know? then we had the Beer Olympics. But then we're in a soft lockdown again. It's just been very weird for offline events in China yeah, and been, very yeah. hard to plan things, unexpected closures, like a little bit of anxiety around all of that. Everybody's feeling yeah. it in China. But because of that, we knew that we wanted to go all in with the media. And I think, you know, the way that season three shaped out, I'm really proud of season three. Me I too. Really and like we talked about with the episode about the, the catfishing tales or even the expats dating in 2022. The mental health. The episode three we did about mental health and we had Xiaoji here from Candle Yeah, but all uh, of these episodes we kind of made the focus of let's try to input more voices. Well, that's what I'm saying, yeah. And, and yeah, that that's one, what I was saying too. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I just wanted to like add to that, you know, and, and because it was mental health, people like still saying, okay, I know this is going to be broadcasted, but I want to be open and honest and I want to talk mm -hmm. about my mental health. And I just thought that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like what I was trying to get at is like more about the format of it as well is that we wanted to feature so many people in one episode because I think we were realizing even with just us two on the podcast a lot, we're so limited in our own experiences. They're not going to speak to everybody in China. Obviously we're still working towards that. There's still way more that we could talk about and do, but by trying to speak to way more people, more diverse stories and, yeah. and people and hearing different takes, different stories, even in one episode, that was kind of a focus in the beginning. Um, I think as the season went on though, we kind of transitioned away from that again because those episodes take so much time. So much time to do. It's, it's a lot of producing, yeah. you know, collating, especially for you as the editor, like it's a yeah. lot of work and trying to keep up a weekly content schedule is difficult with that so we definitely transitioned into more of the one-on-one -on -one episodes and i just want to say actually just as a side note completely separate if for the past 10 minutes you've heard some just like commotion in the background i'm gonna i'm gonna hopefully when i listen to this back and i tweak the audio you won't hear it but the two cats that we have have just been running amok for 10 minutes <laughs> like just doing parkour around the fucking living room and you know i'm i'm ready to shut them out like, like hey hey are you trying to do something right now <laughs> look at me hopefully they won't be able to nobody able to hear that but i can just in the like behind me i'm just hearing this fucking commotion <laughs> i know what they're doing they're just fucking around little shits they know they know we're them, trying though. to be I serious love them. i love them um yeah, I think another thing was because of the lockdowns, we did a lot more Zoom interviews this year, um, which was, well, actually, I think it was a mix. In the middle, we did more Zoom interviews, um, which are fine. It's what you have to do. A lot of podcasts do that. But I think it's so nice when we actually get to have people come over and be here with us, you know, yeah. whether we're drinking or not. There's just that in-person feeling energy that's really fun. Um, and that's like even like Morag and Valdu recently came on. They were the two expats that couple that left China, uh, we got through eight bottles of wine that night. I know. That was, that was... I mean, she's a close friend of ours as well, too. So it was just nice to sit down and just chat after the podcast. And that's been a really nice thing. Just like the, the beauty of having your own platform is that you get to invite who you want on. And it's been great to have these wonderful experts like uh, therapists and, and PhD, you know, uh, doctorates and all these things. Uh, all these people, but then to have some close friends that are, you know, doing very interesting things or very open about talking about their relationship and, and new couples that have become really good friends, you know, like Kat and Hayden. Yeah. Um, and talking about, you know, their, you know, polyamory relationships and, and, and how they navigate that and, and, and so many other people. So I, I really, if, if you are just listening to this 
um, go back and, and, and just scroll through the, the episodes of season three. Mm-hmm. It's been a real it's been a really standout season for us and, and we're both very proud of it. Yeah, we are. Is there anything else to wrap up? Uh, anything that surprised you about this season? No. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was not surprising. Well, I don't know. I mean, it was, uh, you know, we put a lot of thought and planning into like the, the, the process of it and, and the look and the feel and the, and even the design, you know, like we started in May, didn't we? With this podcast, was it May? Yeah. No, no, no. Before then it was like March. March. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But leading up to that, we, you know, the, the marketing, the branding, cause it was, you know, it all looks different this year from season two. So we spent a lot of time working on that. And even the first video, that style, getting that style down. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we you worked really hard on that. Yeah, We both worked hard on that. And 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 even though these podcasts, they may feel unscripted, we do put That's some... That's the point, though. It's a, it's a yeah. stylized thing to make it sound... Because we want but it to we, be casual. Yeah, we But want it to be it's casual. a lot of planning and advice. Yeah, and you know, and so I'm not surprised because we've cared, we've cared a lot about it and we've put a lot yeah. of time and effort. And to do it, you know, weekly for... You know, nearly a year has been a lot. Yeah, it has been. I'm really proud about that. Like, yeah. it is a big thing. I think we've done really well to keep up with it amidst life and all the other things. But like I've told you, I think this year, I've just so enjoyed that it becomes a little one-on-one intimate chat with people. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is having people that you get to chat with in a really small, intimate way rather than sometimes like the big party scenes are fun, but when you really get to chat intimately with people is so nice and it, and it fills me up too. Like, you know, this is why we like doing it. I I love getting to meet people and just hang out one-on-one with them. So that's been so nice this year. So we are very excited for season four, but we've got one more episode left of season three. So this, it feels like a last episode, but it's not. Nope. It's the penultimate one. And then we're back next week with some questions from you, the listener, and uh, we'll be answering those. Yeah. Uh, And then that'll be it for Christmas and 2022. Yeah. So make sure write us in to our DMs on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, or on WeChat, WeChat and our WeChat yeah. groups. If you know Nathan and I, or if you're in our WeChat groups, uh, we'll do a call out for questions. It could be anything like we mentioned about the podcast um, or about Deep Night China, about our relationship, about China Ooh. in general. Um, yeah. Anything you'd like to know. And we'll let you guys know what our plans are for Christmas and after that. Wow. That went really... <laughs> <laughs> a little bit I just realized it, it was a long sentence I realized <laughs> that's okay yeah okay speak to you next week <laughs> bye bye